1: right from the heart of Soho London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mix Club page or listen live at sohoradiolondon.com.
0: Anna Wheeler is a member of Radius, an organisation that promotes and explores um, the use of religious themes in theatre across Britain. Anna is also an actor. Um, She studied theology. Uh, I'm delighted to say she's on the programme with us today. Anna, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Nice to be here. Yeah, so maybe
0: what would be good is if you could start by letting us know a little bit about the work of Radius and how you got to be involved in their work as well.
1: Yes. Um, Radius was founded in 1929, um, and past members include T.S. Eliot and, and Dorothy L. Sayers. Um, and it was it was a large organisation and quite influential at, at that point. And I'd say its apex was in 1951, really, for the Festival of Britain, when it commissioned a play by Christopher Fry. Um, he wrote a verse drama called A Sleep of Prisoners, um, and that was commissioned by, by Radius for the festival. Um, And Radius's second president, Eliot Martin Brown, who who collaborated with T.S. Eliot, um, revived the York Mystery Plays for that festival. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was that they were very present at at the Festival of of Britain. Um, And sort of from then on, really, Radius became more localised and was quite dominant in the north of England. Under a lady called Pamela Kylie, who led the the Pamela Kylie Players, and again they explored plays that were I- explicitly religious, but also not so, you know, more interested in in the human condition, not necessarily. Um, you know it it wasn't God all the way they were just plays that threw light on on the human condition Um, and then Radius had summer schools um, every year unbroken until 2004 Um, and I came Mm. across Theos in 2003 um, when when I joined their Mm. summer school unfortunately I only had two years because the summer schools ended in in 2004 Um, and so that was a week of performing Um, there were some workshops vocal workshops dance and and exploring um, plays the one I remember remember most was the crucible by arthur miller um and i played mm. the character of, of abigail and you know interestingly that's a play about about the bad side of, of of faith and and belief and and fundamentalism really um and arthur miller wrote that out of 1950s america when when the witch trials were, were happening um uh sorry uh the 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 trials and the the kind of the the, the pinpointing of 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 people who, America deemed to be too left wing and they were scared of communism basically. And yeah, Arthur Miller then yeah. drew, drew McCarthyism, on, yeah. Yes, yeah. And Arthur Miller drew on the on the witch trials of, of Salem and and wrote this play mm. which deals with identity and on what it is to to believe. Um and then put that in the context of 1950s America. Um so now mm. radius, I was just saying Rad- radius more now um, has a a strong playwriting um, area. So we have a playwriting competition every two years. We have training workshops um, and a quarterly magazine that, that talks about the, these issues. Um, our, our summer schools have stopped, but, but we do continue to, to put out training workshops and, and our magazine. So that's a very brief history of radius start to finish.
0: Yeah. No. So, so I mean, and I, I love the fact that it's a tradition that's gone back a long way or sort of you're part of that long tradition. What made you mm. want to get involved?
1: Well, I was doing theology at university at the time when I just saw a flyer about Radius at, at my university. Um, and I'd always thought that actually the arts and theology, you know, they're often parallel in asking questions about about life and, and, and life and death. Um, so it's kind of always been natural to me that that, you know, my interest in, in theology and philosophy and, and religious studies, you know, is asking is asking these questions. But actually, theatre does that as, as well. You know, when you're researching a character, looking into the history of a play, a character's intentions, where they're coming from. It's all about, you know, what makes that that character tick? What do they believe? You know, do do they believe in God? You know, how do they treat people? What makes them tick? to me they're, they're, all, they're all philosophical and, and existential questions, which, which my theology degree at the same time was, was asking, if, if that makes sense.
0: That does, and, and you've, you, I, I read a review that you gave, I think it was of The Writer, which was a play um, that was on at the Immedia a few years ago, yes. um, and you, you know you, you wrote quite nicely, I thought, about how for those people who sort of say that either religion or theatre is not for them, you said, well, it is you, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, this is us on on stage. Um, and I I often think when you when you go to see a play, if you forget that the actor is acting, that's how theatre should 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 be. You know, they're just being in the moment. And if you if you believe them, if you believe their story, then that's how acting should should be.
0: Mm. And what what has that done then? So I guess your work as an actress as well as an actor, you've. Um, you will be, as you said, embodying a lot of different characters. You have very m- many different beliefs um, and, and me not being an actor, I've always found it interesting to consider what it would be like to almost to be someone else and to be in their mindset. What has that? How does that affect your own faith to sort of have to place yourself in a position of someone who might have a very different belief to you?
1: Yeah I th- I think you know imagination and empathy are really core to to both things so it's about walking in somebody else's shoes what what would you do in that character's shoes and you have to have a sense of of imagination it's imagination is a is a bridge really to to a character and I think that applies to to real life as well um you know when you're looking at the news just going about your your daily life um you know, and, and relating to other people, you you need that that essence of, of imagination to to understand some, someone else, um, and I think that's what makes the the best actor. And in the case of of faith, you know, um, you know, if you're thinking about what faith you know the, the best of faith and how it makes you act and and behave you know you're wanting to empathize with with someone else and understand their, their situation so for me personally that's what faith is um and the skill of of imagination and walking in someone else's shoes um you know that that I've learned through acting helps me with my faith as as well it's mm-hmm. quite that's really interesting, interesting
0: that yeah and it's really interesting that you place, again, the human condition and individuals and people at the centre of of faith, whereas I guess it could be said for other people or people might say, well, surely is isn't God at the centre of faith. Mm. It's not about people, it's about God. Why is it for you that the human condition and individuals form such a central role to your faith or or to faith as you see it? I
1: mean, these questions have... life and death and how we live truthfully, how we live authentically as a person. Um, for me, they are, they're very much, you know, that, that, is, that is my relationship with, with, with God. I, I think that um, God is, is, is rooting for all of us and wants us to be the, the best that, that we can be as, as people. Is that, is that making sense?
0: That is making sense. I'm interested in what you mean by that.
1: Um, Well, let me uh, draw on something that the the theologian and writer Mark Oakley um, talks about. Um, He talks about the church and the theatre as both focusing on, on the horizon meaning that both of them, both the theatre and the church, give us this heightened perception of what it means to be alive and, and what it means to be human. They are both focused on, on the depth of, of life. Bo- both the theatre and, and the church does that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and a good church wants to look after its, its congregation um, and wants its congregation to, to, to give out to, to society and, and, and give back. Um, and I think for a congregation to do that successfully, you you know, members of that congregation need to understand themselves, need to understand other, other people, um, and kindness and care for, for your fellow human being is, is going to be easier if you can walk in your fellow human being's shoes and understand the, try and understand the life that that they are living um, and that's what you would do as, as an actor you are trying to understand the character's life that, that you're that you're portraying
0: what is it about theater specifically then obviously we've got a lot of arts I've spoken on this program to um, to visual artists to musicians what is it for you about theater that that expresses the human condition so completely
1: Hmm... I mean, all the time I come away from, from the theatre um, feeling for a character or thinking to myself, I wonder what I would have done in, in their situation. Um, and good theatre um, doesn't judge it, its characters. So I saw a production of Othello uh, at the National Theatre some some time ago and Iago is is labelled as, as the villain of, of the piece. But actually, you know, he's a flawed human being um, mm-hmm. and... And the actor who played him, which was Rory Kinnear at, at the time, um, mm. just opened out this, this character to me um, and made me think, well, you know, things have happened in your life that are making you act as you are now. You know, you are you have this jealousy for, for Othello and it's, it's making you do bad things but actually things have happened to you to make you feel feel like that and I, I you know i find that very curious and it made me think well you know when have i been like that in my life and it it makes you look at the corridors of power in 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 the world and and the way politicians behave and and people in in authority and it's very easy to to judge them but i find that when i go and see plays the, the characters present to me, you know, flawed, confused human beings, and there are reasons that they behave like that. Um, and it, it's actually quite useful to, to apply my thinking of, of theatre to, to real life and think, well, you know, that politician's a bit like this character and I wonder what's happened to him that's making him do these things. So that, that's the strong parallel to me between, between theatre and, and life. You know, yeah, I Yeah, I, t- so, I
0: totally get that.
1: Yeah. It's not so and, 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 of a pretend situation. The theatre is it's actually it's quite real. It's it's real life.
0: Yes, and, and I guess it shows the, 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 the grayness of, of of the world, which is interesting really, isn't it? Because yeah. I guess again Drawing from what other people might say that religion is something that seems to be quite black and white no is it not is it not something where actually there are rules whether you th- things you can and can't do so 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 the theater almost exploits i don't know the the other side of of, of life in that respect that, that religion uh i don't know presents in a different way,
1: yeah of course and 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 the skeptic i think would would say you know that that religion is uh perhaps inaccessible at times because it's thought of as as a set of, of rules and, and regulations. Um but I you know I, I would say that that's not the case really and um you know if you look at the parables and 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 Jesus he you know he turns these things on on their head and he doesn't always react in, in the way that you think um doesn't doesn't judge people who you would deem to be uh bad you know he he always he 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 surprises you um Mm -hmm. if if if, yes if if that makes sense so so you know um i'd say anyone who thinks religion is is about rules and regulations and and a black and white approach to life actually read read the gospels and that's that that's not the way it it is that there is there's space for puzzlement and ambiguity and and strangeness and and jesus does deal with that
0: Mm, that's fascinating. Um let let's let's pause for a second and and hear your first um piece that you've brought. I asked you to bring some music along. Yes. Um and the first piece of music you asked was Every River uh by Runrig. Um one of the performances they did of that. Um can you tell us a bit about this song?
1: Yes, I mean I love folk music, um, and I love folk rock as well. So I thought this this is a good piece to to show both those elements. Um it's, I mean, the, the clearness of um, of the singer's voice, Br- Bruce Guthro, um, is just is lovely. It's crystal clear. And uh, Runrig have always been. Well, people say that Runrig kind of travels with them throughout their, their their life. You know, there's always a a song that suits a moment in your life from from rug from Runrig. Um, and and the lyrics of this song sort of they they open. Um, and to me, they're talking about risk. Um, the the risk of a relationship, whether that's with a person or god i'm I'm not sure um but then actually taking that risk and it can it can turn into something good and uh, much more simple than you would have thought that that a relationship doesn't have to be so complicated um as as you might have thought um and then you you learn to to depend on this person or the or this faith that that you have so so the song is full of hope. I'll stand up in the rain with you? Every river I try to cross
0: Every hill I try to climb Every ocean I try to swim We've spoken so far a lot about the place that religion can have in the world of theatre. What about vice versa? What do you think... There- the role of theatre might play in in religious spaces you know what what can we learn from theatre and apply in our synagogues in our churches or mosques and what what role does that have for you
1: yeah certainly i think um and and radius does a lot of work where where it has theatre going into to churches um you know i think theatre is a is a great way to tell the 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 stories of of the Bible and, and other books of of faith, because it's, again, it's this sense of heightened, you know, it's, it's, it's heightened, it's, it's visible there in front of you. Um, And I, and I think it, you know, it makes us think more deeply about the, the notion of story, You, you know, the word story conjures up, well, you know, it's not real, maybe it's even false, but, but actually a story can be revelatory um, and it, it reveals us to ourselves. It reveals others to, to ourselves. So the, the place of story in, in church or, or, or a, a religious building, I think, is very important. Mm.
0: Do you have any personal experiences of that?
1: Well, I performed the mystery plays um, at the Chichester Summer School with with Radius. And we did that just outside of Chichester Cathedral. Um, and that was and could you amazing- tell us sorry
0: I, 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 please my, my ignorance because us what the mystery plays are
1: yes the the mystery plays tell the story of of the bible and of jesus and there have been various revivals there's been the york mystery plays there's been the chester mystery plays um and uh modern history plays um more more you know in 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 the modern day by more modern writers um and and, and they tell the story of of Jesus's life so for instance when I performed with with radius um I played the role of Mary um from from beginning to end so we did his birth right through to the crucifixion um and we had a we had a cross on the um on the steps outside of of the 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 cathedral um and members of the public could just come and go as they pleased and and watch um and it was just a you know, quite a relaxed atmosphere in, in the open air and quite um, quite ethereal in, in some ways because we were just throwing our words out to, to the open air. Mm. Into the um, w-
0: yes, that, that that must be quite an experience. Um, there's a sense in which, and I've explored this on the programme before through interviewing a number of different people, that when it comes to religion and arts, they sort of make interesting bedfellows in that, Oftentimes, when religion sort of tries to make artistic works, sometimes it can be quite bad art in the sense that it can turn into almost a hagiography, perhaps, or it can turn into sort of a, a yeah. form of art that, that actually, as you said, doesn't allow itself to explore the com- complexities and greyness, certainly when it comes to exploring Bible figures. Um how do you think we 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 stop ourselves from doing that how do you think that we maintain what, what you know the importance of sort of our artistic ambiguity within stories that at the end of the day are have a sense of um reverence and holiness to them
1: yeah i think if something is is grounded in reality and always has a a, a sense of truth um so i saw recently uh on on TV the production of Jesus Christ Superstar um uh with John Legend as as Jesus and I thought it was it was fantastic and I can't I can't put my finger on on why exactly but there was a vulnerability about all of those characters. You know, Pontius Pilate um was you know what what wasn't portrayed as 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 someone how how can I put it? He was just portrayed as a human being trying to do his job. He wasn't portrayed as a as as, as a villain. Um, you know, you saw him wrestling with with what to do with with this man Jesus, who was you know causing causing some some disruption and, and problems. And and it showed you that the dilemma that, that Pilate was was in. Um, so that's what I mean by grounded in, in a sense of, of reality and, and truth. Um, it wasn't, you know, the production didn't try to be holy. You know, these were human beings living their life at, at that time. And somehow it, it was it just made it so relevant, really.
0: Yes, I love I love Jesus Christ Superstar and there's um, great productions out there. And of course, the, the whole the whole play is sort of based off a perspective from the, story, the tale of the story of uh, Judas, um, which is, again, something that hasn't really been done before.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he is the character in that who makes me weep, you know, the, the way that character mm-hmm. is, is portrayed. And, and again, you know, f- flipping it on, on its head, you know, he's, yes, he's, he's the baddie, but he's still a human being. And, you know, there's, mm-hmm. th- there's Judas in, in, in all of us. Um, you know, he's not one, one-sided and, and none of us are on one, one-sided. When, when a production recognises that biblical figures are, are real people and they did all the things that, that we do, you know, that is that 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 is good. You know, if if, if, if it portrays them as as plastic, one, one-sided one robots, that, that's not going to reach people. They have to be portrayed as as real people. God! <laughs> God, I saw him, me And he was so bad, I had to turn my head.
0: They beat him so hard that he was bent and lame. And I know Why, everybody's right? gone. I don't believe he knows I acted for all i would save him all the suffering if I could Don't believe I will go.
1: I'd save him
0: if I could I'm speaking about, I guess, things that you've seen recently. Are there any plays that you've seen maybe in London or um, a- around the country that you think really sort of did show something to you that you hadn't seen before? Maybe an example of, of sort of what you've been speaking about.
1: Yes, there was a play by Charlotte Jones called Humble Boy, um, which was at the National Theatre in the in the 1990s. And I saw a production of that this August um, at the Stamford Shakespeare Company. It was an open air production. Um, and it was lovely, actually, because it's it's set in a garden. So in, it is in the open air. So very appropriate. Um, and it's just about a. Rather dysfunctional family, really. Um, I mean, is any family completely functional? <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's the journey of this um, uh, of this man who is um, on on a break from university to come back to the the funeral of, of his father, um, and it's his journey, but it's also the journey of of, of his mother who um, c- comes across as this. Um, well, she's she's having an affair very soon after her husband has, has died, um, and so immediately you sort of, you know, you start maybe passing judgment and saying, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's not very nice. But then you know you, the play explores who she is and um, you know her, her her reasons and and her struggles. And by the end, there is a a real sense of reconciliation and, and redemption. Um, you know whether or not the play set out for, for those big themes. You know certainly you 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 can feel that you know the characters are, are redeemed. You know n- no one is the bad one here, um, and they're just trying to get through a, a difficult situation. There are misunderstandings; they can be sorted out. Um, so for me, that that's the most recent play that, that illustrates some of the things that I'm talking about
0: hmm. Fascinating. Wow. I hadn't heard of that play as well. So that's, that's really cool. Um, looking at the work that Radius does then, um, what, what sort of things can, can perhaps people who are listening get involved in, or how do, how do people find out about the work of Radius? And is there anything they're doing um, in the coming months that might be of note?
1: Yeah, we have a we're on social media. We have a Twitter account. We we have a website and we have a playwriting competition um, that runs every two years so that the next year um, will be next year. Um, it's 2022. Um, and we have a quarterly magazine where we we write about these issues and we have play reviews. Um, so people are very welcome to to contact radius. Um we, you, you can become a member, but but you don't have to be. Our resources are, are available for all, and we have many, many plays um, available to be purchased from from our website. Um, and they're not uh, explicitly religious plays; they are are plays that that explore the the, the, the human condition. So we're not trying to convert you. Um, it's it's not about that at all. It's, yeah, it's, it's discovering new new plays and and various angles um, to to these plays. So, yes, it's all on the website and it's on our Twitter account.
0: Excellent. We'll, we'll check that out. Um, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on the programme. We're going to end off with um, Sending the Clowns by um, Stephen Sondheim, who um, passed away in November last year, um, sung this time by Judy Dench. Why did you pick that piece?
1: Uh, well, Ruthie Henshaw refers to Stephen Sondheim as Professor of the Human Condition. Um, and you just get everything in, in his musicals, so I, I thought it was rather apt to have him um, after what I've been talking about. Um, and this, I mean, this song is is quietly devastating, really, because it it talks about um, kind of missing the moment you you might have had with with someone, and the the irony and and, and the regret of that. Um, So it's, you know, it's just a song about how life goes sometimes and and the realism of that. It's not hugely hopeful. Um, It's just saying, you know, this is the situation and, you know, I'm 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 struggling with it, but but there's you know, it, it can't be sorted out.